0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show. It is okay to celebrate.
1: And speaking of celebrations, is a party at the Benz with the win over the Panthers last week. Will there
0: be another party against the Packers this weekend? And last but not least, and for the culture... Y'all better not leave them folks out. It's ATL Day Wars. Let's go.
1: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. ATL Day 1s is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I also want to let you know that this episode of ATL Day 1s is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics, that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Coming up in nine minutes. Um, Yeah, it's going down at Mercedes-Benz on Sunday. But is Arthur Smith going to put Desmond Ritter in the right situation? We'll talk about all that next. But first, got to talk about the Atlanta Braves, obviously. I girl, you know, Teacher T- T- Batiste is back. All you so you can dry all your tears. T they were just crying up some that you won here yesterday. So you know, Aaron had to kind of power through that. You know, you know how Thank Aaron gets a little, he's a little sensitive sometimes. So you know, he had to power through it. But you know, you are when you were out though. Obviously, the Braves clinched the National oh, League East title team yes. six straight times. Like, and, and and to be honest with you, like me growing up in Atlanta. Like I know, I can hear some of the you know fickle fans. I call them fickle, saying, "Man, we don't need to be celebrating no division title." You know, you know, uh, it's all about winning the World Series. But my whole thing with that, my response to that T is like, enjoy the moment because yeah. I know when after that game T when they went back to 2018 when Alex Anthopoulos first walked through that door it was so cool to see Ronald Acuna looking like a little kid, you know, and Brian Snicker looking young, you know, looking like a young granddaddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, to, so for them to just be able to go through that moment and, and, and celebrate, like genuinely celebrate, you absolutely yes. love because you don't want to be out there saying, like, oh, you know, you know we we got to win it. It's all about the World Series. No, enjoy right. the moment for now. And then once you get all your bearings together and kind of get it out, you know, then you start thinking about down the road. And exactly.
1: And let, let's put this in perspective as well. Like you said, Brian Snicker is 67 years old. He has spent his entire career with one Five organization. Years. Exactly. <laughs> one organization. And there were times when, and I've said this before, but in case you guys missed it, there were times where early in my career, because this is my second act, Brian Snicker used to come on because he was a buddy of Mike Salmon's, one of the early oh, hosts yeah. on, yeah, on 9 game
0: oh, <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. And yes. this was back when S- Snit was the skipper for the Stripers. And, man, I would just sometimes sit there and listen to him because he was a laid-back guy, give you some good information or what have you, and then to see him come up to the Braves, walk through the rebuild, and then come out on the other side, you're darn right. You should celebrate every single thing. Celebrate the fact that you guys probably will walk away with the most home runs ever in a major league season because we still have two weeks to go. So I want to see where they land for real, for real. But most most, um, runs driven in, if you will, all of those things, all of the accolades, Ronald Acuna Jr. with the history he's chasing – league-wide overall, Matt Olson with the history that he's chasing, and although the rec- also the records he's broken. I mean, Jarvis, we could go on and on. Spencer Strider chasing the strikeout record. Why in the world would you not, especially when you don't know what will happen in October, are we absolutely expecting a World Series title? No question. No okay. question. But that does not mean that you don't appreciate what these six – Division titles will Duke. And, and can I just say this? Mm-hmm. Someone said this yesterday, and I apologize that I, I can't remember exactly where I heard it or who said it, but I'm going to repeat it because it bears repeating. I think it may have actually, oh, you know what? It's our guys Carl Dukes and Mike Bell. I was listening uh, to the show headed home last night, and they said something that I said, you know what? Jarvis will appreciate this being born and raised here. Yes, you went through personally, and I'm a Braves fan. I've told you guys that's the one team here that I've rooted for my entire life. But you physically went through it, being in the city, watching them win division title after title after title for a decade and a half and coming away with one ring. So we get that that's a little bit triggering. But newsflash, you got a ring then, and then you got one a couple years ago, right? So mm-hmm. that should be washed away at this point. Now, if it, as a Falcons fan, you can be triggered because you're going to be triggered for 28 to 3 until you guys bring a ring home. That's just the reality of it. Absolutely. But the Braves fans don't need to be triggered like that you've won a ring. So you better, you you should really enjoy this because you should have gotten over, oh yeah, but you remember that time when we we won all those division titles and we only walked away with a ring? Well, guess what? This time you're probably going to walk away with the ring again. But until that day comes, all of these things that you've done that are so great until right now, can you just please say, I mean, can we just give love to the Braves? Yeah.
0: Enjoy it, Atlanta. It's exactly. And, and, and when you think about the, the, the sub stories, like the, the lines, you know, those, those storylines where you talk about, you know, uh, Rondo Cunha Jr., like yeah. literally dang near locking in the NL MVP situation. Then his teammate, Matt Olsen, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, I should at least deserve to be in the top five when you're talking about, you know, uh, from a vote getting standpoint. So, yes. you know, it is just it's just too many things to celebrate and acknowledge for yes. you to be sitting up and saying, oh, man, it's all about the World Series. Uh, uh, uh. No, no, forget that. Like, let's let's celebrate this thing because let's look how the season started, T. Like, yeah. you lost Max Free, you lost Kyle Wright, a 20-game winner, your ace. Like, yes. and you dealt with Michael Harris, had his struggles. He had injury issues to start the season. Then he was slumping all like crazy. So, yeah, like, and that's your, your rookie of the year. And mm-hmm. then you know, Spencer Strider had his ups and downs. Charlie yes. Morton had his ups and downs. I you, like, been You're like over- yes, Rosella Glacies having yes. issues. Yeah, have. So it's been you've been able to overcome so much. T. I think just right now, like people just be in the moment, enjoy yes. the moment, and then once you know maybe a couple of days, and like you say, like, you know what? After mm-hmm. they get this series um popping off, and you know you start looking towards the end of the season, like you said, the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. then you start to think about okay. Now you're in a situation where all right, after you celebrate, where did what do you what do you um uh, what is your focus in? What do you think they should be focusing in now, T, as far as from a clinching once they now that they clinched the uh, division, mm-hmm. what do you think their focus should be on now?
1: Yeah, and here's the thing I love, they are already focused focused. Like Brian Snicker in his speech in the post game. Locker room talked about, hey, enjoy this, enjoy this. And we will. And we will. But we're focused. We know we're not there yet. We know we have work to do. That entire team had that same theme going throughout the locker room, throughout the post game pressers. So Jarvis, they're locked like, in. They're very focused.
0: consistent. And very that's a consistent. To Brian yeah. Snicker for sure.
1: Exactly. So the focus is there. They're not satisfied. They're still very, very hungry. And I can respect that. But I think you make a great point because looking at a series like even this weekend, like you're going against the Miami Marlins. Mm. They're infamous for doing dirty little things to Ronald Acuna Jr. So if you want to sit him and give him a day of rest, that's perfectly okay with me because they play dirty Absolutely. when it comes to him. Let's just be real. Yeah. So I think it becomes like a you know strategy of. And of course, he's playing the long game. He always does. But if you're looking at okay, the Marlins, we, we've got the answer. We we're nine and one in the series this season against them. So you've only dropped a game. Therefore, let some guys rest. Ronald Acuna Jr., I would love to see him rest because I do not want them to injure him. And we know it would be on purpose. Let's just be real. Then they get the Phillies coming back home. You've already taken care of business with them. So you just, to me, just show what you need to show. Like do the bare minimum just to kind of get out of there and keep everybody healthy. And then you can probably put forth whoever the heck you want to because you play the Nats twice in the last three series to end the season. So actually Jarvis, I kind of like where they're ending up at the end of the season because they don't have to really tax anybody, even if they want to bring some players up from uh pitchers as as far as the rotation goes from triple A just to kind of save their arms. I think that would be a great strategy for starters to end the last two weeks of the regular season.
0: And to be honest with you, and to throw this this is the name that it's the only name that I'm thinking about, Cal Wright that's the only name that I'm thinking about right now cuz I I really I am so interested to see how they're going to use him right because we know what the mm-hmm. the rotation is Max Free Spencer Strider Charlie Morton and then Bryce Elder and then you know you got Kyle Wright okay what is he going to be is Bryce Elder going to be up for a long relief as well. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to, once you get into the seven game series, you know mm-hmm. yeah, I'm saying? That they're going to get out of, you know, you know yeah. they're going to do that thing. They're going to do that thing. And I think that, you know, from a home, a home field advantage standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, I think the Dodgers are what, like, uh I think they're like eight, eight seven or eight games uh, yes. over the, uh, the Dodgers right now. So when you think take that into consideration, like right now, I really feel like this is a good, space for the Braves to be in and Mm -hmm. I think that you know looking at what Kyle Wright is and and determining what his role is going to be in the playoffs I think that's pretty much you know and add to what you just said as far as the health goes like like the the Braves are pretty much ready to rock yeah I, I would agree as well and one more
1: thing that I want to say for the last two weeks I need them to show all the swag that they feel like showing because when you hear other managers have the audacity to say, act like you've been here, but when you get there, your, your players get to do the same thing as far as how they tried around.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Have they tried around the long long. basis? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the other thing. Keep your identity braves, keep your identity these last two weeks that you're going in to the postseason and don't change a thing because this is what got you to the party. I want to, want to see you, Enjoy yourselves the way we've been able to watch the joy of you and have the joy of watching you this entire season. Be you. Be you.
0: Absolutely. T, you know what? I got to take time out to tell the people about Jace Medical because this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Because guess what, guys? This is something that you need to take a look at because everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. JSCase provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. So how does it work, Jarvis? All right, let me tell you. All right, it's very, very simple. All you have to do is you go online, fill out a form, and you, then you get prescription life-saving medications right to your door. Jace Case gives you peace of mind that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in emergency. It makes sure that you have it. So when you need access to it, you can absolutely grab it. So save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the code On to check out on jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, medical.com. .com, and all you got to do is use the promo code Locked On, and you're going to save yourself more than $360 plus an extra 20 books by dropping that code Locked On.
1: And that's fantastic because we know right now we're tra- changing seasons. We're transitioning from summer to fall and that's when a lot of people do get sick. So yeah, to be able to have a resource like that I think is absolutely fantastic in Jace Medical. Now, speaking of resources, looks like the Falcons have all their resources coming into a critical matchup against the Packers. And the reason we say that is this, because the Packers looked really, really good last Mm -hmm. week against the Bears. Granted, it was the Bears. We get that. But it's not so much always your opponent, which Ryan Nielsen talked a little bit about that uh, several times this week. But a lot of times it's also about you having the ability to execute your game plan because everyone's understanding their assignment and executing within themselves. Right. And so that brings us to where we think the Falcons should be just in terms of execution, because they were able to, especially in the second half, the reason they won that game is because they stuck to their guns. They did a little bit of tweaking here and there, but ultimately they were able to execute their plan in the second half of the game. That's how you get a dub. Now, here's the thing. The one question that everybody's been asking, however, even with, a rating that ended up being the second highest rating in the NFL QBR that is last week in Desmond Ritter. Oddly enough, Jordan Love was the number one rated QBR uh, last week, but people still had a lot of questions about Desmond Ritter's because at the end of the day, it's 116 yards versus 245 yards, right? And so those are the kinds of things that make you go, hmm, those, those two things, they might be one and two Stat line-wise, but they're not really wanting to. So what is it that Arthur Smith can do or needs to do to put Des Ritter in a position to succeed Sunday? And Jarvis, if we take it a step further, what's the definition of success for Des?
0: Oh, wow. It starts with the offensive line, right? We have to start there. Because yeah. when you have a rookie uh, um, rookie, in Matthew Burr's run who in his first start, you know, grading out higher than Chris Lindstrom. I, I know no one, no one had that saw that happening. You know, on, on Sunday at four o'clock, like oh, you know, how Bergeron, Matthew Bergeron, grade out better than our twenty million dollar dog, <laughs> a right guard. So I I think that you know it starts it starts up front. With the, with, with the guys, you know, at not only Chris Lindstrom, but obviously uh, Caleb McGarry and, and uh, also Drew Dahlman and Matthew Bergeron continuing to be solid like he was uh, against the Carolina Panthers. And we got to put the Wiley veteran and Jake Matthews as well, because Aaron yep. and I talked about this after going back and watching that FMT. Derek Brown touched everybody. Uh, He gave everybody the work. Not not just that right side offensive line or or Drew Dahlman. Like he he went down the line and got and touched every last person and can put together a highlight film of each person that he he went up against. So Mm -hmm. so now what you're faced with now is not necessarily You know, you might be faced with more guys because the Green Bay Packers are, they have a wave of dudes that can send at you from Preston Smith to Rashawn Gary to uh, Decatur's Decatur's finest, excuse me, Devontae Wyatt, you know, out of UGA. So they have a lot of guys that can throw at you. So I think that in order for this this offense to be successful or Desmond Ritter to be successful, I think it starts with the offensive line and Mm -hmm. then you're going to need more than one chunk play. Because yeah. I give him the Kyle Pitts um throw in the second half. That was that was that was great. Kyle Pitts made a great on on the book on, on the football mm-hmm. and he brought it down. That's what you expect from the tight the highest drafted tight end in NFL history. So mm-hmm. I think right now, if they can be able to get like at least two more chunk plays, I think we'll see see that that, that number from like 116 maybe go to like a 250 or a 255 or two even two sixty-five. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see, okay, all right, this is what success looks like. From Desmond Ridd on a weekly basis.
1: Yeah, and and I would say the same. The definition of success for Des Ritter goes with the definition of success from the O-line. That, that's no question Absolutely. because that's where everything starts and stops. So even if we see more of that creativity that Arthur Smith, Smith is talking about, and I think it could work very well against this particular secondary. Like if you went into a 22 personnel type situation where you went more with a couple tight ends and a couple of running backs and maybe just one receiver, that could go well against this particular defense, right? But in order for you to even see if that kind of creativity can work, the O-line has to give you something up front. They have Mm -hmm. to give you something. they got to win battles in the trenches more often than not. And last week, you saw them win some battles in the trenches late. But you need to see this start to finish because this Green Bay Packers team is a team that starts Fast And they plan on finishing fast. Now, the one thing I will say is this. We talk about secret weapons or we talk about X factors. And so I'll ask that X factor as well. uh, This question, but I this this question that I want to pose to you first is about Ryan Nielsen. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like him going into the Chester drawers. He might have actually played the best chess match last week. Right. In terms of making Bryce Young look like one thing in the first half and another thing in the second half, right? So I felt like Ryan Nielsen really made some nice adjustments uh, last week. But what does he need to do this week in order for this defense overall to have another solid showing? And dare I say, have just a little bit more of an impact up front?
0: Oh, he's going to have to put some pressure on Jordan Love. However he needs to do it, that's what he needs to do. Because when you think about all of the injuries that, that the Green Bay Packers are dealing with, you got Christian Watson may or may not yes. be, you know, uh yeah, making Jones an appearance, is and Jones is, is questionable. So all yeah. of those things kind of are, are are key factors mm-hmm. as to what you be able to do from a defensive coordinator standpoint, right? Indeed. If I don't really have a, and, and even Romeo Dobbs as well, like he's yes. dealing with some stuff, yes. so some soft tissue injury. So mm-hmm. when you have the the main targets, the main wide receiver guys dealing with things, that means hey. You know, I know Jeff Okuda more than likely won't be out there, but uh, we can we we got some people that can play some man coverage. You know, Trey Flowers got some size on him. He can mm-hmm. kind of do his thing, you know. And then, of course, with A.J. Terrell, who had an, an amazing – it was almost like he didn't even play last week because they weren't even throwing the ball his way. So I, I think that, you know, when you have those those options on the outside, I think that it, can, it affords you the opportunity to maybe send some pressures have Jordan Love thinking that the line of scrimmage like, okay, well, we didn't see this last week. So, um, yeah. you know, like that's all it takes right there. Just that, um, or well, I didn't see this or what is this mm-hmm. or what are they doing right now? Yep. That half a yep, second we'll is a second all it's going to take yep. to give Grady Jared and, and, and David Onyamata and Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree, all those guys, just a little bit of extra time to be able to get home. So I think that if they can put some pressure, show some things that, you know, show Jordan Love some things that he's never seen before mm-hmm. or he's not necessarily used to or they didn't prepare for. And I think right. that, you know, Ryan Nielsen will be cooking with greasy and getting off to a really good start instead of having to make him, um, adjustments on the back end.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the one good thing about what we saw last week in terms of them now knowing, okay, This is what we don't want to do so that, to your point, we won't have to make as many adjustments. And not that they made a lot of adjustments. I think they did more tweaking maybe than anything. Of course. But still, you want to see as little tweaking as possible. And while it's great to get two sacks because we know there were many games, not just last year, but these last couple of years where we didn't see the quarterback affected in any way, shape, or form that was meaningful and definitely didn't see any on their their backs – It's nice to get a couple last week, but you really want to see even more this week because you want to be able to throw Jordan Love off his rhythm early and then hopefully early turns into offense. So speaking of that, on both sides of the ball, let's go back to offense and let's give one guy who you would say would be the X factor on offense for the
0: Falcons to get a win this weekend. Ooh, Cordero Patterson. I like, like I'm, I'm going with the Joker, like because, like, hey, you know, to have that title, like you don't know what to expect if you right. didn't play. If you didn't play last week, you don't know what to expect from from Cordell Patterson. I think that you know he can be a a weapon that I really feel like Arthur Smith can get really creative with, and and for and to put him into games because a lot of times defense coordinators call plays according to like what what type of personnel that they have in the huddle. If you got if you have a Kyle Pitts. Cordell Patterson, Abijan mm-hmm. Robinson, and Tyler Aguirre in the game at the same time. It's like, all right, so right. uh <laughs> what are we doing here? And that, like right. I said, that little uh it's gonna be what you need to be able to, you know, get that playoff or or maybe take a shot deep down the field. So I think that, you know, Cordera Patterson coming back, I think that's gonna be it's gonna work well out, work out well for the Falcons, excuse me, and and give them opportunities to, you know, be able to make some plays down the field.
1: Yeah. And I would like to say on offense, I have to agree with you because he was a wild card even before there was a Bijan Robinson. And the reason I say that, meaning because you yeah. kind of knew what Tyler Algier was, you know, who's more like what? the bruising back who definitely could still catch a ball here or there. But with Bijan, mm-hmm. you almost feel like you've got a 50 uh, 50 in terms of like kind of half running back, half receiver. Well, Cordell mm-hmm. Patterson is the original blueprint of that for the Falcons. That is right. Right. Uh, and, and of course, can give you something on special teams as well. So I want to co-sign on that and say, yeah, he to me is the X factor for the Falcons on offense because, hey, that's kind of what a joker is. Joker's Why. Jo- joker can do anything. What about on defense? Who would you say would be your X factor for the Falcons on defense?
0: I wanna see a little bit more from David Onyamata. Like like going back through the films, it's like, all right, man, let's 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 see that. That combination. Let's see you all. Uh, you you take some attention off of Grady Jarrett. Let's see mm-hmm. you be so forceful that hey they have to pay attention to you more so than they do ninety seven. So I think I'm, I'm looking for a David, a guy like David Unmacht, and also Kalas Campbell. Go ahead and get that hundred sack out of the way because I know <laughs> it's on your mind. <laughs> you know I overheard talking to his family before the game. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get it in the first quarter." Obviously, he didn't get it. So I think that Kalas Campbell go ahead and knock out that 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 sack and then. I want to see a little bit more pressure uh, on the interior from uh, David on your model.
1: Gotcha. And my X factor would be Jerry Gray, the DB whisperer, because you got a secret weapon with him. If you look at Jair Alexander, Rudy Ford, and a bunch of those guys from the DB's room for the Packers, Jerry Gray had him. Jerry Gray had him. So he kind of knows their tendencies. He knows what to look for and how they manage through. That could be a little bit of a secret weapon because, of course, he was their DB coach and uh, their game game coordinator for a couple of seasons before heading here to be the assistant head coach of defense for the Falcons. So I kind of like Jerry Gray because the way he thinks, and you and I have had an opportunity to speak with him um, individually about his thought process and kind of how he approaches the game. And Mm -hmm. I just think that every now and again, tendencies of tendencies. Yeah, you can change a little bit of your game here and there, but ultimately who you are and how you rock as a player is how you rock. And so Jerry Gray, All the little things that you saw in that DB room with the Packers, hopefully you'll bring it to to bear here to be able to have shared with the wide receiver or pass catcher core, we'll say, for the Falcons to say, hey, when you see these tendencies, this is what this means. This is how he usually moves. This is how he moves. Maybe that could be a plus for the Falcons as well. But we'll see. We will see on Sunday. What do you guys think? I mean, who is your X factor on offense? Who's your X factor on defense for the Falcons to be able to get the second win of the season you know what to do drop a comment in our chat for youtube and of course download atl day ones wherever you get your podcasts
0: but t this is for the culture It's the intersection between sports entertainment the culture and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on this show today is no different t when you think about boy bands uh specifically in the 90s like they're a there are several names that come to mind. I know there's only one name that come to your mind. I know, and that's New Edition. Absolutely, exactly. but uh, you know, NSYNC was pretty popular as well. So you yeah. know, they made an appearance at the uh, at the VMAs, and yeah. and there's some buzz going around, T, that uh that these guys have you know going on a little marketing campaign. Justin Timberlake got a song that's a part of a movie, and they've been hanging out and all this stuff. And there's a potential for to make an appearance at the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, that's what that buzz is. Right, right. And it would be sort of like a boy band explosion from what we're told. It could be anybody from NSYNC to um, New Kids on the Block, Backstreet Boys, et cetera, et cetera, which is fine. 98 Degrees and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Okay. But the one that kind of made me question it, because of course, there's always going to be like, I get it, all of those bands that we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. But when you decide to throw boys to men in that mix, no offense to boys to men, and you don't mention new Edition in that sentence, I have a problem with that
0: mm-hmm.
1: because there would be none of these groups, none of them,
0: Not if one. new Edition
1: didn't create the blueprint. Now, granted, the blue, blue blueprint was created by the Jackson 5, don't get me wrong, but we're talking yeah. about the modern day blueprint. Yes. The modern day blueprint and New Kids on the Block, thank God, made everybody realize that when they, were, when they performed together, it was an amazing performance on the American Music Awards. And they kind of went on different um, junkets to kind of show, hey, look, we know this group in Boston. This is the group in Boston that started it all. So if you're going to have a boy band halftime show for the Super Bowl come next February, you might not want to do that
0: without all six.
1: That's all I'm going to say.
0: I'm going to drink my juice. <laughs> well, you, but you know, like it's always an X factor. Like, mm-hmm. okay, Bobby for lifers, <laughs> for
1: lifers, any for lifers better get to work. Let these people understand, <laughs> let them know. Because uh, clearly they don't, they might not understand the assignment. Mm. They need to.
0: But is Bobby going to show up to you? Like, is yes. Bobby going to show up?
1: He will. That's why I said all six. Because okay. the way that the contracts have been written for the last few tours is that all six have to show up. And Bobby has been excellent at showing up. I got to give okay. it to him. Yes, okay. he has. So, yes, you yeah. will get all six. Even yeah. if he has to step away from the stage for one of the performances. He's got to go catch his take breath.
0: Take a little break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's okay, yeah. B. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take, can take a take break. A Just come back. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just get in the gym, Bobby. It'll help that's you out. I promise you. Yeah, that's it. I, I had to come to grips with it, you know, a year and a half ago. It's, it's okay, man. Yeah, man, get you a nice little trainer, bro. Yeah. It'll be all right. All right, before we get out of here, T, definitely got to talk about, you know, the Atlanta Dream. They have made the playoffs, and they are going up against the Dallas Wings, T, and the Dallas Wings, T, Wing T, Wing T, T offense. Um, sorry. <laughs> of course, being silly right now. But, yeah, they were able to, you know, get into the playoffs, and they will be facing – in the first two games of a three-game series, which is so weird to me, it uh, is. you know, just like, but yeah, shout out to the Atlanta Dream for, um, first off, making it, and hopefully they can fare a little bit better than they have been, you know, against the Dallas Wings because you know they they struggle a little bit in the regular season. Yeah,
1: yeah, the Dallas Dreams, uh the Dallas Wings, rather, they are one of the teams that is just they're so long, you know, they're they're just lengthy. Those they're just bigs. Like their bigs are truly they dominate the paint, and that has been a challenge for the Dream. But I love what. Haley Jones who's their rookie uh, all-pro selection or all-rookie team selection rather this year said she was like we're we're taking it as a challenge. I'm excited. She said because this is an opportunity for us to finally show that we've figured it out. So hopefully they'll be able to take that mindset into game 1 or game 2 at least get, you know, a split out of there and bring it back to Atlanta for game 3. So yeah, definitely good luck to the Dream in Dallas tonight.
0: And also guys got a, a special announcement. All right, so I don't know if you know, if you've checked out John Chuckery's show, you know, Hit Hard is, is coming to an end. And ATL Day Ones is coming to an end as well. The show. Like, like, just the show. Just the show is coming to an end. Um, Tanitra and I will continue on Locked On Sports Atlanta, so we make sure you guys continue to come rock with us and subscribe and like our YouTube channel. And, yes. you know, to be honest with you, T, like when this thing first kicked off, like, I don't know about you, but I just really felt like, this is is what the city needs and yeah. you know and and for us to like you said be continuing with Locked On Sports Atlanta I really feel like you know there's going to be something good for you guys to continue to rock with us and continue to subscribe we're up to over 9,000 subscribers yes. you know and we're, we're, we're well on our way to 10,000 and that's only because of you guys because you guys have been rocking with and and, and, and pre- appreciating us each and every day.
1: Yeah, we appreciate the fact that we sometimes see you guys in the streets of Atlanta, yes, and you'll stop absolutely. us and let us know how much you appreciate the commentary, the content. Some of you even will post from time to time on social media. Hey, can we be a guest when Tanisha's not there?
0: Right. <laughs>
1: so we appreciate the answers. No, because uh, I like my job. No. But we appreciate yes. the fact that you guys love us so much that you want to actually be a part of the show, and that you feel like you're a part of the show. I think that's so important because. The way that Locked On works, the way that this podcast network works is that this is about fandom, right? This is the one Mm -hmm. place where we're not going to drop stats on you all day, every day. We're not here to give you just objective commentary. We will give you the objectivity. We tell the truth. We tell it like it is when it needs to be told. But we're also allowed to have a little fun with it, right? And kind of fangirl or fanboy when we feel like fangirling or fanboying, and you guys were here for it. And so please keep sticking around. Jarvis and I have a great national show that we're now doing every Friday from two to four. It's called NFL Kickoff Live with our guy, Kyle Krabs. You guys are really, really gonna like it. It is a fast two hours, so you gotta stop by. But yeah, like Jarvis said, this is not the complete and total end. It's just a slight remix to ATL Day One's.
0: Absolutely. So make sure you guys come back on Monday. We're going to have a very special surprise for you. So yeah, make sure you guys come back. And also we like to say thank you again for making ATL Day 1 your first listen of the day. Remember we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. Wherever you download your podcast, make sure you just leave us a five-star review. Go and show us some love one last time. And before we get out of here, if you guys don't do anything else, especially today, make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread a little love